0: I'm Peter Hernandez, and I've been in the real estate industry for 50 years as an agent, president, and founder of a brokerage. You're listening to The Core Truth, a collection of my experience, knowledge, and advice for real estate agents and executives to take their career to the next level. Hi, everyone. This is Peter Hernandez. I'm your host, and this is The Core Truth. Today, I have Trey Alligood, from Douglas Elliman, works in our Beverly Hills office with us today. Um, we have a really exciting conversation. I mean, Trey is absolutely killing it right now in a market that you know a lot of people are finding competitive and difficult with the low inventory and fluctuating interest rates. But Trey is just powering through it like a hot knife and butter. So, um, Trey, welcome to the call. It's really great to have you. Uh, a lot of people are going to really, um, I think, learn a lot from this conversation, and we have a lot of content. to to dig into, so let's just get going right on it, okay? All right, sounds good. Okay, fabulous. Um, First of all, uh, Trey, give us a little idea about your background. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got in real estate. Uh,
1: So I guess I'll start back, uh, you know, right out of high school, I went into a Broadway show. We opened a Broadway show in London uh, in Hammersmith at the Hammersmith Apollo. It's called Blast. Um, So I was basically on Broadway um, as a dancer performer, uh, for five years. And, uh, after that, um, I actually injured my back really bad while I was in, uh, in Tokyo on tour with the show and they flew me back to Los Angeles and they said, listen, you know, if you want to be in a wheelchair at 30, keep doing what you're doing. If not, you should probably pick a new career. So, um, at that age, I was 22, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I kind of started working in the fashion industry. I, I worked at a retail store. From there, um, I kind of got into the wholesale side of the business where I started selling denim. From there, I opened up a showroom where I represented about 50 brands globally for sales. I grew sales teams. Um, I started three of my three different uh, fashion brands that were my own. Uh, and eventually uh, that kind of got old after about 18 years. And um I decided I needed something different. And I tried to dabble into real estate, the the, the real estate exam and course and all of that stuff a couple of times, but I kept going back to fashion because it's what I knew. Um, and at 40 years old, I was like, oh my God, what am I thinking? I'm gonna change careers after 18 years and jump into something at 40, am I crazy? uh but you know what when i do something i go all in and i do it and i do it right and so i i made the jump and i did it uh the very end of 2019 um so and i i'm I'm here in real estate and i love it i you know you look back and you say i wish i would have done that sooner um but you know it is what it is i'm here now i'm loving every second of it uh and yeah
0: it's so funny. I, I you know, now that you're in, you'll never get out. Um I only know one person ever that's ever retired from this business. Everyone else is still doing it till they die. So it's pretty yeah. funny. Um uh, Trey, well, you know, successful Broadway career, successful in the fashion industry. You come into real estate. We spot you at your old broker and say, we gotta have this guy. And and you came over here um I think because um you wanted to like raise your average sales price. You wanted to kind of like maybe perform on a bigger stage in this real estate industry. And I think Douglas Elliman is offering you that ability to do that. And you just had your biggest sale ever. I think it's north of 20. We're not going to get specific. It's a highly confidential deal. But how does that feel? And and, and what's it like to to do a big deal like that um, so quickly, actually?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, it feels amazing. Um, It's something that you know, I always knew what's coming and uh, Doug Sullivan for sure has helped me from where I was, you know, back in October um, to now. I mean, what's, what, what's that? Five months, four months. Um, you know, my price point has definitely leveled up. And to be able to say that we do have, it's not closed. It closes uh, in a couple days, but um, everything's good to go with it. And we're super excited. It's the biggest sale for the team that we've ever had. Um, you know, the recognition that we get being with a brokerage like Douglas Elliman, this is a legacy, legacy brokerage since 1911. You know, not, not many people can say that. And so when you really, I think, Pair that with, with a team like ours that's really willing and able and to do the work and, and hustle and, and go up and level up that price point, then there's nothing that can stop us. So we're super excited to be in this arena and to have Douglas Elliman by our side. Uh, I think it is very important. We do have a lot of clients that do come from New York and the name is so well known in New York. And it's made know, like our broad, life. It's
0: kind of Broadway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and it's made our life. You know, as soon as we were able to say that and, you know, the, it's it's an instant like, oh, yeah, there's not even a question. So um, also just the, the the luxury feel of of the brokerage and and everything that they do as far as marketing, branding, everything, it just aligns with us so well. So we're super excited to be here and uh, looking forward to the next 20, 30 years with Douglas Elliman all
0: right well you know this market is is so crazy because some people are doing really really well some people you know can't find their way out of the house um it's 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 that kind of market and we've got you know interest rates that are going up and down like crazy we've got you know inventory that i'm i'm putting on the anemic needs a blood transfusion seriously i mean there's just nothing for sale out there even this big sale you did was an off-market deal um so you know You, on the other hand, you, Trey, Alligood, you have got like three closings this month. You have two listing appointments that you're going on, uh, a listing going live today. You've got buyers you're working with. Um, It's almost like you've never, ever been busier. And I guess my question is, um, well, first of all, my statement is, when the power goes out, the generator (laughs) turns on. And boy, you are a generator and you're generating business and you're turning on. So talk about maybe a little bit about how you how you how you keep moving forward and driving this business.
1: Well, uh, you know, I think in this business, it's very easy to get caught up in all the things that are going wrong and all the things, oh, there's this, and we got to deal with low inventory and the high interest rates, and, and everybody likes to just talk and chat about that. And for me, what I always tell myself and my team is like, put your blinders on. There are so many people. Look at how many closings there were today. Look at how many listings there were listed today. Look at all of the positive things, put your blinders on and go after those people that have to sell or have to buy or need to 1031 exchange. You know, those are the people that you're after. There's plenty of excuses I can make all day long and we all can and we get caught up in that. Um, you know, you know what to do as an agent and you know what's gonna make you successful. You know, it's it's very simple. If you just follow the path, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Look at the people that have been in this business for ages and they're super successful. It's because they follow a model And they do the things that they're told they were told to do. They make their calls, they do their emails, they stay in touch with their past clients. You know, they follow up 10 times if they get that cold lead or 20 times to keep pushing, you know, they don't just call them once. Uh, So doing all the things that we have to do as agents, I don't love to do them. You know, I don't want to go door knocking either. I don't want to cold call. I don't want to do those kind of things. But I know that If I don't do that, especially as a newer agent, I've only been in the business for a couple of years, you know, so I have, I don't have a Rolodex of 30 years worth of business. So I have to
0: really jumpstart that um, and figure out. Well, Trey, Trey, hold on a sec. So I get a lot of, I don't know. I get a lot of rolling eyes. I get a lot of, you know, do we have to hear this again? I get a lot of, you know, why are you so rah-rah?
1: And the truth is
0: you know having a positive mental attitude you know i i put as probably one of the main things that's given me a successful career in this business as a performer on broadway i mean if you didn't have a a positive mental attitude if you didn't stay the course if you didn't keep learning in your roles and in your performances if you didn't like really tap into your superpower i mean can't you see a parallel between that and, and selling real estate? I mean, nobody likes to, you know, dance when their feet are crushed and they have blisters and you know, whatever you guys get when you're dancing and straining your muscles so hard, but you do it anyways, don't you? Yeah. And that's the same thing with real estate. So talk to everybody out there, tell them why, stay in the course, tapping into your superpower. You know, don't get sick and tired of hearing it because this is what's gonna make the difference between being super successful in just the average realtor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing where, you know, even back in October, November, December, when it was super slow, it was super slow for us. And I could have just been like, oh, I'm going to take my foot off the gas and I'm going to go and take some vacations and not do anything. But instead, you know, I was the one still banging on the phone. I was the one still going to my past clients, still t- keeping in touch with my sphere still reaching out for new business, even though I was getting a lot more no's than I was yes's, I was still doing that because I knew that that was the time where most agents were taking their foot off the gas. They weren't following up with their clients. They were getting all into the, oh, this, oh, that, oh, poor me. I'm not gonna the commission lawsuits, this, and that, all of the kind of things that they're, you know, doomsday. And I wasn't doing that. And I was keeping myself positive. I knew things would turn around um and then as soon as january came around like you said it just went crazy and everybody wanted to see things and i was on listing appointments and now you know this 20 plus million dollar deal is about to close and you know two more closings this month and three more listing appointments and it's because i just did what i was supposed to i did my job you know that is my job i have to do that in order for me to be successful and i don't have a plan Mm -hmm. b i don't have another option for Mm -hmm. you know oh i'm going to fall back on something or i have you know, parents that are going to take care of me or any of those kind of things. Like, I don't have a plan B. I only have a plan A. And this is the plan A. And it's going to work no matter what. So, and if it doesn't work, it's because I didn't do the job. I didn't do the work. I didn't do the job I was supposed to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you keep moving forward. And you, and, you have and, your te- and how do you teach your people, your team members to do that? What What, what advice do you give them?
1: Well, you know, each one of them are very different. They have very different personalities. Um, so you know I always the, the biggest advice I can always give my agents is a, like you said, stay positive, but also be kind. So stay positive, be kind and be learning based. You know mm-hmm. if you're not learning based in this business, the, the rules and regulations and forms and you know laws and all this kind of stuff, it's every day there's something new. If you're not up to date on all of those kind of things, Mm-hmm. Then A, you're you're way behind. You even take two weeks off and not and and don't keep up, you know. So mm-hmm. they have to be learning based. They have to be learning from other agents, not just myself. You know, I pull them in on mm-hmm. my coaching calls, I pull them in on anything that I can pull them in on because mm-hmm. learning is so important in this business. There's so much to learn. I learn every single day, every single transaction. I have two or three things. I'm like, oh wow, well, I learned something in on that one. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'm gonna continue to be learning um, because things change so quickly. So, you know, definitely staying positive. And one of the biggest things that you can do in the real estate industry is just be nice to people. Be kind, Mm -hmm. be helpful, be valuable. Um, You know, it it sounds so silly, but it's really the easiest thing that you can do to get business is
0: be kind to people. Mm -hmm. I love that. You talk a lot about tapping into your superpower give us some examples of like what you think your superpower is as well as how you help your team members find theirs oh
1: gosh Um, I believe my superpower is I, I got a couple I feel like I I'm a very good listener and I think before I speak and that I think outside of the box I really love to like figure out what other people are not doing before everybody else is doing it. Um, for me, that's a challenge. It's exciting. It keeps things exciting. Um, and and the biggest one I have is I'm just kind, I'm just nice. I just grew up in Southern, you know, I'm from North Carolina. Um, Southern hospitality, manners, all of those kind of things, they go a really long way that you don't realize when you're growing up. But, um, you know, once you get a little older, and you realize not everybody is like that. Not everybody is kind, not everybody, you know, is, is nice to people. And that's just one of the biggest things that luckily I grew up with. And it's really taken me a long way in this, in this industry, because you have to get clients that are all in different parts of their life, you know, and most of them, you're their therapist, you know, and then you, you got so many different things that you're dealing with constantly. And, you're dealing with five, 10, 15 different people at one time, all coming at you for, Oh, I need this. I need that. Oh, help me with this. Oh, this is wrong. You know, and and if you can't deal with that in a positive way uh, and make your clients feel calm about things that maybe not, they may not feel calm about right that second, then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's definitely hard to deal with a lot of people in this town. So I think that's probably my biggest is it's just kindness and positivity.
0: I love that. I love that. So, Mindset's important, but we still have to get into action, don't we? It's like we can't just sit there and be saying, "Oh, just be like you know, really successful." We gotta, we gotta move and do things too. So, let's talk about the activities that you did, you know, last year leading into this year that just kicked your year into such a such a crazy strong business. And um, what were some of the things that that you did? I, I know you've got like this three prong plan and. And the first one was, is staying in touch with past clients. So talk to us about that and how you do that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing there is, you know, with your past clients, they already trust and love you. Um, Those are the people that are your biggest cheerleaders. Those are the people that are talking to their friends and family about you. Um, And if you don't stay in touch with them, as we all know, Everybody in this town knows two or three or four or 10 realtors. Um, and if you're not staying in touch with them, you're not, you know, just at least giving them a phone call every quarter or every couple months or a text message or those kind of things or a gift or whatever that is, then you could quickly be forgotten. And so for me, I think it's super important because those people are so they're in my corner, they're in their team's corner, no matter what, because we've given them that five star service, we've made them feel comfortable, we've got them their dream home, those kind of things. So I think that that was our biggest thing is go back to all of our past clients, have a chat with them, see how they're doing, you know, see if they need anything, give them, you know, an updated equity report on on their home just to kind of show them where they where they were and now where they're where they're at now um so so that was definitely number one and that that drummed up quite a bit of business for us
0: tell us some of the ways and the cadence of how you stay in touch with your past clients like what are some of the different things that you do i mean one of the biggest things
1: i love to do is just give them a phone call like i like to chat with them i like to see what they're doing what are they up to most of my clients become friends uh to be honest with you and so it's 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 not as hard as 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 it seems. So, you know, for me, just giving a quick phone call, that's my favorite thing to do. Obviously, I'll text them, um, you know, on their birthdays or anniversaries, all of those kind of things. Um, some of them I send gifts to, um, you know, depending on who they are and, and you know, what would suit them. Um, but the biggest thing, I think, is just a phone call. People like phone calls. They like you, even if you have to just leave a message. It's something that's I feel more personal than just sending them text or sending them a video text. You know, if it's something where it's, I'm, I'm passing their house and I'm in the car, I'll just like do a quick video and be like, hey, it's Trey, I'm just passing your house. I just thought of you, I hope you're doing well. And you know, yada, yada, yada. So just something that's a little bit more personal. Um, it really just depends on the moment.
0: Uh-oh, I lost your sound. Your second prong of attack for uh getting business is going through your old leads and you went you said you go through the good the bad and the ugly like you're not discriminatory you 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 go through them all talk to us a little bit about that and where these old leads came from okay And, and and your approach to them yeah so uh when i got into
1: the business you know i didn't know what i was doing as most of us don't And I tried anything and everything that I could do to get leads. Anything that I had to do, I I mean, I advertised on Zillow, on homes.com, on realtor.com. I, you know, Yelp, all of the things that you just like, oh my God, I, I need business. I need business. So I did all of that. I lost a lot of money. I wasted a lot of money on all of it. But I also gained a lot of great leads as well. And what I learned is, you know, back in 2021 and 2022, when the market was just so hot, that everybody was just buying things no matter like is you go show them one house and they, they buy it or you go show one house and you know, they're ready to write. So what happened during that time is that, you know, you maybe you get, I don't know, 10 leads a week. How about that? And let's say three of those leads are ready to go. They want to see houses and the other seven are just kind of, Oh, I'm not really sure I need to get pre-approved. So I'm still, still thinking. uh," And what happened is none of us had time for those people you know and it was they just kind of fell off the radar and so instead of staying in touch with them we were so busy with the people that wanted to buy right then and transact right then and that turned into another one and another one and another one and so these people you know re-engaging with them has been really 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 interesting because i you know a lot of them some of them didn't even respond after the first interaction you know, when we when we got the lead. Now, we've got a lot of them that are responding now they're ready to go now. Even though interest rates have come up, they're like, hey, well, it's a new normal, it is the way it is. They're never going back to 3%. We are in the market. You know, where, where are we at? What do we need to be looking at those kind of things. So um, really getting in touch with those past leads that we thought were dead, and, and reviving them and, and
0: we're getting a lot of a lot of action from them. That's funny you say that because a lot of agents I'm noticing, you know, when they get a lead, they want to convert it like on the spot and make a sale on the spot. But that their time frame may not be the same time frame as the leads or the client. The client may be not as farly advanced in the process and and, and may need, you know, and I think cultivating leads and being patient with leads is really important. You know, not just abandoning them because they didn't sign a listing on the spot or. Buy something on the spot, you know that doesn't make them a bad client. <laughs> you know what I mean. So yep. I think one of the keys is being able to, like you said, maintain these relationships and and to cultivate these relationships and to allow them to you know sprout. You know, you know, it's farming. You know what I mean. So to me, talk a little bit about your process for cultivating long term leads, so that when they are ready to transact, you're there and they think of you. Yeah. Um, You know, like
1: you just said and mentioned, everybody in this business wants instant gratification. Everybody in the world from now, they just want instant gratification. You get on and you want something and you find it and it's online or you buy through an app or whatever the kind of thing. It's same thing with leads. People, they don't want to pay attention to the people that aren't ready to go right now, right today or in the next week, you know? So um what we do with those people is first and foremost you know we we really try and sit down with them and get them in person versus just being on the phone or through a zoom or whatnot and get to know them you know get to understand what they are looking for where they're at in their journey um you know we have a questionnaire that we have them fill out with you know everything that they're thinking of from their birthday to their anniversary to their dogs to their children all those kind of things just so we can learn a little bit more about them and then from there you know, we, we have several different plans depending on where they're at in their timeline and their trajectory. But the biggest thing for these people is education, you know, helping them understand all the nuances that go into a transaction, what a timeline looks like. Most of these people that are coming in are first time buyers. They don't know, you know, they don't understand what it's like to buy a home. They have no idea what they're doing. Half this town is on a, uh, you know, are not W two employees. They're they're gig employees, and they think that they make all of this money, and then all of a sudden, you know, they do their taxes and they write everything off, and they make fifty thousand dollars to the IRS, and now they can't get approved for a loan. So, so really, like educating them and helping them understand the process of what it looks like, the pros and cons of buying a house. You know, uh, most people are renting at this point, and they're trying to figure out, oh, should I rent should I buy? You know, and really getting them to see and understand why they should be purchasing a home, why it's the best investment they could possibly make. And once you once you are able to educate them, then they start to trust you a little bit more. you know. But I find it funny that there's so many of these agents that they just get a phone call, a quick phone call, and they ch- chat with somebody on the phone and they think that that person should be committed to them and their client because they've had one conversation with them on the phone. It's like, no, like you have to earn that client. You have to earn that business. You have to earn the trust of them. They're not just gonna sign a buyer broker agreement with you from talking to you on the phone one time. <clears throat> so, you know, it's it's really education um and trust and showing them your value. Like what are you gonna do for them? You know, mm-hmm. and 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 why the biggest thing is making them feel comfortable with you, right? Making them feel like you're not a salesperson, you're not just looking to get your next commission check, you know, are you going to really be there for them and really help them through this process um, and help them understand what they're doing? And, and this is their biggest asset, the biggest thing they've ever spent any money on.
0: So I think you have to earn it. You have to earn people's business. And I, I totally agree with that. Um, the third, The third method that you're using to generate business now is LinkedIn. And I don't think people necessarily think about LinkedIn as a platform to create business and create leads and maybe even it's another network like you have your past client network you have your own leads network and now you've got this LinkedIn network which is what it is right so how does that work
1: yeah you know I believe LinkedIn is one of the biggest untapped resources for leads that there is Um, pretty much everybody on LinkedIn has a job um which means they're earning an income which means they're potential buyers and and they do have the ability to purchase something um but the bigger thing here i believe is networking you know networking with other professionals other industries how can you be of value to them and how can they be of value to you and really forging those relationships um you know with all the different types of of professions that there are out there um and I found that there's a there's a lot of people that are willing to chat and willing to you know I personally, my goal is to have three to five conversations from LinkedIn every week, with different professionals. That is what I do. That's what I aim. Do I always hit that every week? No, but that is my goal, and uh, it's actually been super beneficial. I'm again learning. I'm learning so many other things from other professionals of how their business works, and you know how they could be of value to my clients. So it's something else. All right. All right. Let me just
0: stop you. That sounds really Mm -hmm. great. But everybody I talk to on LinkedIn is like selling me something Mm. or wanting me to do something for them. Or you know what I mean? It's like, so explain to me how you turn that into either a mutual relationship or something that that could benefit your business. Because I get obviously we get attacked on LinkedIn by people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so how do you how do you how do you think about that and work through that i guess is my question
1: i think it's the same way right it depends on what messaging that you're putting out there um if your message is hey i want to sell you a house Do you looking to buy sell or invest um then you know that's that's what you're going to get back you're going to get no response nobody's going to want to deal with that you're trying to sell them um, but if it's something of more of being of interest of what they're doing And potentially forging a network or a relationship with them because you feel that they provide some sort of value to not only yourself, but also to potential clients. You know, I mean, there's plenty like CPAs, tax tax advisors, uh, wealth advisors, um, divorce attorneys, family attorneys, trust attorneys, all of these people that you need as an agent in your Rolodex for your clients. I mean, every every week I have a couple of clients going, oh, do you have somebody that you can help me with this? Oh, do you have, I mean, these are like past clients, They're like, oh, who's your CPA? Oh, who does your taxes? Oh, who is, I need a trust. I need to put my, my uh, property in a trust. So all of those things, when you can connect with other people in those industries and ask them, if they're willing to start a relationship with you and be a referral partner with you for your clients most of them open up because it's not something you're trying to sell them they're going to get something out of it as well so it's all about messaging it's all the, all about how you put things out there um you know so yes there's plenty i get all those in mail things of trying to sell me anything and everything and i don't and also the emails like you know It would take me 25 minutes to read through the whole email. Just make it short and sweet—a quick message. Nobody wants to read a a 10-page email. Are you a are you a farmer? Do you have a geographic farm that you work? Uh, You know, at first I did not. Uh, At first, not even at first. I still. Everybody asks me, "Oh, do you work certain area? Are you only doing this?" And for me, I don't like to work just one area. Now I live in Venice. So I know a lot about Venice. I do farm Venice specifically because I've lived here for a long time. However, one of the beauties I feel like as a real estate agent that I get to do and the 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 uh, privilege as as a real estate agent is I get to see the whole city. I love to learn about the city. I love love to learn about all the new pockets and all the new things. Um, so for me, yes, I do focus on the West Side a lot, but what I really love is being able to go and, and explore other parts of the city because Los Angeles is so huge. And so, you know, we've sold things from all the way up to, I mean, we have something in Oakland that just hit yesterday. So um, Oakland, Bell Canyon, Newport beach, Palos Verdes, Pasadena, um, you know, obviously Venice, Santa Monica, Bel Air, Beverly Hills, Malibu, all those kind of things as well. But, you know, that's the beauty. I get to see it all. And I don't, Like to put myself in one box and say, Oh, I only sell
0: Venice, or Oh, I only sell Santa Monica. Venice is, you know, that's where I built my career. I don't know if you know that, Trey, but um, I actually was a broker in Venice for years and years and years. And uh, it's it's a really exciting marketplace, Venice. I don't think there's anything where, you know, it's like there's such a scrappy group of individuals that live there and they're so talented and so, you know, artistic, I think, in terms of lifestyle and everything is that something that that drew you to the area of venice and 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 that or or you know what what attracted you to live there and 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 be part of that community Uh, the biggest thing
1: is how eclectic it is you know it is one of those areas that is unlike any area in los angeles um it has so much history behind it as well um of, of just from all the canals and and the amazing boardwalk that used to be here and all those kind of things that most people don't know um they have no clue about so for me i love the history also for me moving to california i had to be by the beach that's what i wanted that's one of the biggest reasons that i moved here is like i want to be by the water there's also a calming feel that i get when i come home from work it's like oh i'm by the water it's it's very relaxing and those kind of things so for me I love the eclecticness i love the art there's so many artists that live in venice um also there's really cool architecture throughout um some really amazing homes also some of the oldest homes you know in the in the in los angeles you know 1902 1905 um some of these craftsmen's there's like some of them that were bought from most people don't know this but the sears catalog back in the day sold these old craftsmen, and they would come and they, I mean, I've sold a couple of them here in Venice and it's so cool. Like that is, you know, people don't
0: even realize that Sears used to sell homes out of the catalog, but they did. Well, Trey, this has been such a wonderful adventurous call today. And, you know, I learned so much and I know everybody else did too. And, and, and you're such a, such a thoughtful, diligent, professional real estate agent. Um, and you bring an artistic flair to it too, as well which is very, very cool. Thank you so much for joining us today on on The Core Truth. It's really, really a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to have you at Douglas Elliman as well. You're such a great, great uh, professional representation of the firm. We're so excited that you're here with us and um, congratulations on all your success. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
1: Um, Super excited to be in business with you and Douglas Elliman. Uh, So um, thank you so much for your time, everyone. Uh, And you can always reach me at trey.allygood at elliman.com. Our website's theallygoodgroup.com. So feel free to reach out. My number is 310-876-9699. I'd love to hear from all of you and any of you uh, with any questions or
0: just networking. Thank you all for being part of the core truth. Have a good day.